0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keith Crosby, Out of My Mind. This is podcast 012, podcast 12, where we have a biblical conversation about the crazy world in which we live. In this podcast, we look to God's Word because the Bible has something to say about every inch of thread that makes up the fabric of your existence. God's Word helps us to make sense of this crazy, fallen, and often heartbreaking world in which we live. So join us over the next 20 to 25 minutes as we provide you a bird's-eye view of some challenge or some complex issue confronting our culture, the church, or you, as we apply God's Word to make sense of it all. At the end of the podcast, we'll point you to some additional resources, just in case you'd like to dig a little bit deeper. We are in episode four of a series called The Coming Persecution, and today's podcast is entitled "Deplorables." chumps or dissonance post-election. The question is, which will it be? What will it be? And I say this because of this Facebook post, which I'm going to read to you now that I saw recently. Quote, I read a post over the weekend, which said something like, after the election is over, your neighbors will still be your neighbors, no matter who the president is, and we'll still have to live together and work together. So what's important is that we choose to be loving and caring human beings, no matter who you vote for. The writer goes on. It's a nice sentiment to make you feel better about your choice, maybe so you can sleep at night. But at the end of the day, we'll remember. We'll remember the ones who chose to support someone who does not value all lives. Not women's lives, not LGBTQ plus lives, not immigrant lives, not black lives, not refugee lives, not indigenous lives, not the lives of people of color, not the lives claimed or forever altered by the pandemic. The ones who chose someone who condones and incites violence, bullying, incessant lying, someone who does not believe in science, we will remember those who decided they don't actually care about all lives, only their own. So sure, be caring and loving, just know we'll remember, end of quote. I think that really captures the mood of our culture and tells us a lot about the days ahead. Because after this bruising and divisive election, the woke segment of our society is not going to be gracious. And Christians and others, other people of faith can expect to face an increasing, an increasing hostility and fear as they find their businesses threatened, their careers, livelihoods, and reputations in danger of being destroyed. They are going to be mobbed, forced out of the public square, labeled, canceled, demonized as racist, sexist, homophobes, just to name a few. I'm reminded that even Joe Biden is characterizing the Christian ethic, the biblical ethic of sexuality, as discrimination, and he's saying he will not tolerate it. Now, these days, Christian and Christian alike, many are afraid to resist. They live in fear because they believe and understand that if they resist, Few, if any other people, will step up to support them because they are afraid of reprisal. As one writer put it, you have to become an actor, maintaining an outward appearance of cultural orthodoxy while inwardly and fearfully clinging to your beliefs. And he's right. Think about it. You were already feeling the heat, weren't you, even before COVID? How many times did you uncomfortably pray publicly before a meal in a restaurant? Ask yourself, how many times when walking in a crowd or sitting in a restaurant, pre-COVID or post-COVID, or having a cup of coffee, did you have to speak in hushed tones and whispers about your belief, about your political opinions, fearful of being overheard? How many times have you kept your mouth shut in a class, in a meeting, or resolved to say as little as possible to keep your job, to keep the peace, or what have you? Someone describes this as a form of societal self-defense. But this is a form of self-persecution that changes a person. You and others begin to convince yourself that it's okay to lie in the workplace because that's what you have to do in order to get your job done, to excel, to advance, and to bring home a paycheck. Like 1984, you're afraid of the thought police. And sooner or later, you're going to commit a thought crime. You'll be detected, it will be reported, and you will be in trouble. But until then, your silence represents the ultimate victory in our culture's suppression of you, your faith, your belief system, your Christianity. Worse yet, it damages your soul. How? This way, you deceive yourself into living a lie, pretending you can live honestly within a culture that outwardly wants you to conform to woke systems, systems that are persecuting others like you. And you become an accomplice. You become complicit in the crime. You've inadvertently tried to make a deal with the devil, and that just can't be done. There is no peace, there is no truce with Satan. Which brings me to an essay that I recently read called Live Not by Lies by the famous dissident and Nobel laureate of the 20th Century, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He published this essay in 1974. The day of his final arrest, he was eventually deported from the former Soviet Union to the United States. He writes this, of his time and, in a way, our time. He writes this, We have been so hopelessly dehumanized that for today's modest ration of food, we are willing to abandon all our principles, our souls, and all efforts of our predecessors, and all opportunities for our descendants by saying, just don't disturb our fragile existence. We fear, we fear to stand out and suffer, to lag behind the herd, and to take a step alone and suddenly find ourselves without bread, without heating gas, and without a Moscow registration. Remember, he's living in the former Soviet Union, modern-day Russia. He continues, We have been indoctrinated in political courses. We have been sold a lie that if we conform, we can live comfortably, and all will be well for the rest of our lives. You can't escape your environment and social conditions, so you submit you go with the flow. It would be natural to vote them out of office, but there are no elections in our country. In the West, people know about strikes and protest demonstrations, but we are too oppressed, and it is a horrible prospect for us. How can one suddenly renounce a job and take to the streets? So in our timidity, let each one of us make a choice, whether to consciously remain a servant of falsehood in order to raise and provide for our family, or to shrug off the lies and become an honest man worthy of respect both of one's children and of one's contemporaries. So Solzhenitsyn proposed this manifesto on the day of his arrest. From this day onward, we, now listen to this, we will not henceforth write, sign, or print in any way a single phrase which, in our opinion, distorts the truth. We will not utter a phrase neither in private conversation nor in the presence of many people, neither in his own behalf and not at the prompting of someone else in a theatrical role. In other words, he won't play the game. We will not depict, foster, or broadcast a single idea which we can see as false or a distortion of the truth, whether in the classroom or the workplace, just to get by. We will not allow ourselves to be compelled to attend demonstrations or meetings if they are contrary to our will or belief. We will not raise our hand to vote for a proposal with which we do not sincerely sympathize, and we will neither vote openly or secretly for a person who we consider unworthy or of doubtful abilities. We will not allow ourselves to be dragged into a meeting where we can be expected or forced or to take part in a distorted discussion of a question. We will immediately walk out of a meeting, session, or lecture, or performance, or film, if the speaker tells lies or spouts propaganda. We will not subscribe to or buy a newspaper or magazine in which the information is distorted and the primary facts are concealed. No, it will not be easy for everybody at first. Some will lose their jobs. For young people who want to live with truth, this will, in the beginning, complicate their lives very much. They would be denied a university education. You say it will not be easy? It will not be an easy choice for a body, but it is the only choice for a soul. And if we get cold feet even taking this step, then we are worthless and hopeless. Now, you'll be able to find this article in full, a link to it on our resource page. But as I read this article, I'm reminded that the more things have changed since the 20th century, the more they've remained the same in the 21st century. So what I would like to do is adapt this essay, or at least parts of it, to our time and read it back to you with a few changes made. And I want you to listen to it from our context. Let's begin. We have been so hopelessly dehumanized that for today's modest ration of comfort, we are willing to abandon all our principles, our souls, and all the efforts of our predecessors and all opportunities for our descendants. Just don't disturb our fragile existence or our jobs at Facebook, at Google, at Apple, at UCLA, at Berkeley, at Starbucks. We fear to stand out and suffer, to lag behind the herd, or to take a step alone and suddenly find ourselves without a job, without a social circle, or without a certificate from the Department of Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity at our companies. We, as well as our children, are indoctrinated in political courses, K-12, through in the university classroom, and even the Christian school, as well as some churches, and certainly at the workplace. We have been sold a lie that if we conform, we can live comfortably and maybe it will be well for us for the rest of our lives. It would be natural to vote these people out of office, but the new totalitarianism and the new tyrants are not subject to elections. They are Silicon Valley billionaires and their beneficiary and their serfs. They are legacy media, newspaper editors, social media moguls who censor presidents, the common man, and whoever doesn't fit the mole. They shadow ban posts. They are contributors to Wikipedia who make cover for these people. They are university professors with tenure who intimidate colleagues, students, and Ph.D. candidates. Some sit on the Board of Admissions for the UCLA Medical School. Some are woke corporate capitalists in search of a profit at any cost, at GE or Nike or the NFL. They are mobs of self-righteous bigots who verbally attack us in restaurants wanting affirmation for their mantras and their gestures, or else there is no peace. They are baristas who will not serve police officers a cup of coffee. We can't vote them out of office. They're not elected, just empowered, empowered by intimidation and discrimination in the name of tolerance, equity, and anti-racism. And they are empowered by our own quiet compliance. Therefore, let us each make a choice whether to consciously remain in submission to their falsehoods to get by unmolested or to live as christians to live as dissidents unwilling to lie or comply and unwilling to loot riot and burn and disrupt like they do we just say no no thank you i don't believe what you're saying is true and you cannot make me believe this it violates my conscience and my rights you quietly and respectfully and humbly have to stop playing the game like an actor in a theatrical role so you state that because of conscience you will not attend training sessions where you have to confess to sins you did not commit or be racially profiled as white fragile black latinx or anything else and you will not allow yourself to be intimidated into affirming or accepting something contrary to your belief system some at first will lose their jobs friends family reputations but we have to remember what jesus said those who are ashamed of me and my gospel i will be ashamed of before the father when I return with my holy angels. You must become a dissident, not a revolutionary rioter, just someone who doesn't play along, true to yourself and true to Christ. All of which brings us to Jodie Shaw and Smith College. Who is she? She opened up a YouTube channel recently. Why? because as an administrative assistant in the residence life department at Smith College an ultra liberal liberal arts college in Western Massachusetts, she was unwilling to play the game in the face of woke oppression. And so she reached out through YouTube to resist, to become a dissident. In her case, they can't fire her because she's protected by the National Labor Relations Board through her union. You may not be, but in her case she will not be bullied. Let me just encourage you to invest 10 or 15 minutes in watching one or two of her videos. She is a soft-spoken, mild-mannered, liberal, non-Christian woman who works at this ultra-liberal women's liberal arts college. She describes or characterizes herself as a lifelong liberal, but she's sick and tired of enduring woke persecution. She's not a Christian, but she's very much a brave woman, a dissident. I read these comments about her in a recent article. The writer says what stands out what stands out about her is how calm she is and how weary. She says she just wants to stop being made to feel that there's something wrong with her for being white, as if her race is the most important thing about her. This gentle woman is being demonized by the campus left, and you and and what you hear though when you listen to her is a woman who wants to do her job to get along with everybody and stop being made to feel by the college itself that she's bad because she's white. And she takes a respectful, sane, and morally high roaded tone. Now, there are no doubt others at Smith who feel the same way, but have been too afraid to speak out. She says that she couldn't stay quiet any longer. She, as Solzhenitsyn puts it, will not live by lies, and neither should you or me. We are Christians. We have a supernatural power. We have an eternal home and an eternal hope. Our culture is devolving into a soft totalitarian culture. We're not yet persecuted by the government, but just other institutions and other people. And you and I can submit and submerge and hope to survive or become a dissident for Christ. You can stand on your faith and suffer as a Christian, as it says in 1 Peter 4. Suffer? That's right. You know, we're, we're so hung up in our comfort, but Jesus calls us to suffer like the Christians in Rome who were slaughtered in the Colosseum or the Russian Baptist in the old Soviet Union, some of whom lived to see the wall come down. You can live and die as a Dietrich Bonhoeffer in our own generation, die professionally, die reputationally or die literally. You might even lead one of your captors or persecutors to Christ as many in old totalitarian socialist prisons and torture chambers did. Christian, stand out as a dissident or blend in as an accomplice. It's got to start somewhere. It might as well start with you and me. For something worthwhile, the cause of Christ. As First Peter 4 says, judgment will start in the household of God. Think about it. Pray about it. And act on it. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you'd like further resources, click the podcast resource button, www.gracetoliveradio.org. There you'll find the Jody Shaw videos on YouTube. You'll find a link to Solzhenitsyn's essay, which I commend to you for reading. You'll also find a link to a book I'm reading right now called Live Not By Lies, A Manual for Christian Dissidents. The author has a peculiar faith journey, but he gets a lot right. Now, I'd love to hear from you. So if you have a question or a word of encouragement, you can email me at Keith at Hillside.org. And I try to answer within 24 hours. If you'd like to learn more about Hillside Church, visit our website, www.hillside.org. Visit us for one of our three indoor services at 9 o'clock, 1045 and 630 p.m. on Sundays. You can watch us online at www.hillside.org forward slash services. Before you go, give us a five-star rating. Tell your friends about us. Share us on Facebook. And be in prayer for us in the upcoming weeks as we prepare for a, a major announcement. This is Keith Crosby. God bless you and keep you. See you next time.